the same reason why willpower doesn't work because our subconscious minds are responsible for 95 to 97% of our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, and our decisions. And when we try to change our actions or our behaviors without changing our thoughts, that's when our mind goes, uh-uh, it's not going to work. And we're trying to change it with only 3% of our decision-making power. So what I do is I help my clients create an alignment between what I call their operating system, which is their subconscious mind and their conscious mind, which is what they actually want for themselves, want in life, want to do. And so once we pull out that mental sliver, I call it, find the root cause and start to reframe it and transform it, then that's when they start feeling freedom. Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Schulzheim. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by Inspired Title Card. Nationally recognized in 48 states across the U.S., where a portion of each closing goes to charity. Give them a call on your next deal. They'll close anywhere, they're remote. Visit inspired-title.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend, Diane. Diane, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Ray, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. So Diane, normally I would ask why real estate, but in your case, I'm going to ask why performance coaching? Well, I do a little bit of both. I have a no repeat client therapy practice is what I have. And I work on both ends of the spectrum. I work with professionals who have these self-sabotage thought patterns and also addictions. In, and I help them overcome that in only one to three sessions with a 99% success rate. So when we talk about performance mindset, we talk about blocks, like something is holding you back. Why are you not performing the way you should? Because usually it's that negative thought loop that you have going on in your mind. I don't want to put myself out there. Or even if you do, something in your mind is stopping you. So when clients try everything, they come to me and they say, I just can't figure it out. I had a client come to me who was a coach herself and she was highly skilled, helped a lot of people quickly. But she said to me, Diane, I can't be in front of the camera. I know I should be going, doing Facebook lives, especially for her business. And she said, as soon as they put the camera on, I start freaking out. She goes, I'm even telling you about the issue. I'm getting anxiety in my body. She's like, but I know I'm skilled. I know I communicate well. So what is going on? So I helped her in a in one two-hour session. At the end of it, she said, it's gone. And so what happens is I work with a method called rapid transformational therapy. This is groundbreaking advanced method of psychotherapy, which incorporates medical hypnosis. And I say medical because it's simply the natural state of hypnosis that someone falls into, say, when they're driving home and they're so focused on their thoughts, they pull into their driveway and they go, how did I get here? So 
I work with my clients with their eyes closed, which means when their bodies are relaxed, their minds can open up and you become much more receptive. And this is how I figure out the root cause. So within the first 20 minutes, I've helped the client figure out what is stopping them. Why are they feeling this way? Or why are they having this block? And it's the same reason why willpower doesn't work. Because our subconscious minds are responsible for 95 to 97% of our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, and our decisions. And when we try to change our actions or our behaviors without changing our thoughts, that's when our mind goes, uh uh-uh, it's not going to work. And we're trying to change it with only 3% of our decision-making power. So what I do is I help my clients create an alignment between what I call their operating system, which is their subconscious mind, and their conscious mind, which is what they actually want for themselves, want in life, want to do. And so once we pull out that mental sliver, I call it, find the root cause and start to reframe it and transform it, then that's when they start feeling freedom. And even the clients who are a little bit skeptical kind of will message me a few days later going, this is incredible. Like I got up and I did something that I never would have considered doing before, but I've always wanted to. So I hope that explains in a nutshell what I do. Diane, can we unpack that a little bit? Sure. How do you get to the source of somebody's blockage in 15, 20 minutes? Like most people would spend years in therapy trying to figure out what their problem is. It's true. Like I had a client, well, many of my clients have spent years in therapy. I had a client come to me recently with anxiety who's had it since she was a teenager. And she was 51. And she said, all I do when I get together with my girlfriends is we sit around and we talk about our therapy sessions. And she said, one day I went, why are we doing this? Why are we keep spending hundreds of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds and thousands of dollars on these therapy sessions when it's not working. And they all looked at each other and went, I don't know. She goes, I'm going to go find somebody that can help me. So she came to me and literally within the first 20 minutes, because what happens, Ray, when we go into hypnosis and hypnosis, like I said, is a very natural state, but we also call it zoning out right? When we're just so focused on our thoughts that we don't really notice what's going on in our external world. And when we go into that very relaxed state, same as listening to, say, like a guided meditation or something, but we just completely relax our bodies. That's when our nervous begins sleep because our minds don't have to worry about driving or walking or doing this or picking up groceries or, you know, doing activities. So when we relax our nervous system, that's when our brains open up. Stanford University did a study on this in 2016. It was the most comprehensive study of or on hypnosis ever done. And their doctors, their scientists were like, this is the future of therapy. Because in this state, we did brain scans on people and the brains really are lit up. They 
the brains are looking for information because now that our bodies are relaxed, it's like, okay, what words can we pick up on? Because really any words that we hear, especially the ones we say to ourselves, create a blueprint for our minds to direct our behaviors and actions and decisions. And when we are stuck in this negative thought loop, I'm never going to make quota this year. I'm never going to meet, meet my goals. I don't know if I can do this. How am I supposed to go to all of these networking events? I feel so awkward. Nobody's going to like me. Everybody probably has an agent. When we get stuck in the loop, our brains kind of go, okay, that's what you want to have happen. Let's do that. When you're in this state where your body is relaxed and your mind opens up, your mind not only is receptive to new suggestions, but when we ask your mind, okay, what is going on here? I say to my clients, I'm going to count backwards from five and immediately an event, memory, or a scene, you are going to remember this scene is going to come flooding into your mind of exactly the root cause of your thoughts of this or whatever issue they're coming to me with. Anxiety, low confidence, low self-esteem, why they uh, of the block that's blocking them from moving forward, putting themselves out there. And the client will come up with these things and I'll say, okay, let's look at that. And then I take them through a series of tools. And then once we get to the end of the session, when we finish, they come back to the room and open their eyes and we have a little chat. Every one of them says the same thing. They're like, wow, I never would have remembered that. Or even clients who know the cause, right? I had a global communications expert that had a fear of public speaking. She taught people how to be more effective in meetings. And she knew the cause of her fear of public speaking. And it all went back to the classroom seat. And she knew it consciously, but she said, I've tried everything. I've tried EMDR, I've tried tapping, I've tried therapy, I've tried hypnotherapy. And I said, right, but rapid transformational therapy is not hypnotherapy. It's a very advanced form of hypnotherapy with many different tools. It levels it up like crazy. And she was able to, in the middle of the session, she said, you know what? I feel it. I feel it sinking in. And normally when she had to get up in front of even a small crowd, even at church, she was, she said she had anxiety in her body for days before and days after. But within a week, she was up on stage speaking with feeling completely calm and confident. And it's all in the way we communicate with our Dan, can I ask you a question? What is the difference between like NLP versus rapid transformational therapy as an example? Yeah, RTT uses NLP, but in a very specific form. Again, it uses CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. It uses NLP, but it is literally Marissa Peer who developed RTT. She was a psychotherapist for over 30 years. And it is her taking these tools and upgrading them in a way where they they work much quicker. They get to the root cause. It's her specific language. It's her line of questioning. 
She says, first, you need to be a detective to find out the root cause. Ask a lot of questions. Then you need to be a dentist and extract that root cause, right? So it's specifically her tools that she has taken the traditional tools and really leveled them up. So that's the difference. So in working with somebody, if somebody comes to you and let's just say there's a couple of things going on, right? Number one, they're a new agent. Maybe they were a teacher. They're not necessarily confident. Maybe they're more introverted. Yep. Kind of setting this up. But then they also have money. Yep. Right? So do you have to choose a priority of what to focus on? Like, I want to be more confident yeah. versus I want to eliminate my money blocks. Yeah. I mean, many things are are connected. You know, like if you say I have low confidence, low self-esteem, and I also eat too much. I have I have this emotional eating habit that I have, right? So obviously, when we get rid of the low self-esteem and low confidence, it's going to ripple into the emotional eating because the emotional eating is there to help comfort you. But if somebody came to me and said, I have low confidence or a block with cameras, like I had a client come to me saying, I'm very secure speaking on stage, but as soon as I turn my camera on to do a Facebook Live, I freeze. Or if I'm interviewed, I freeze. So, you know, and, oh, and if they said, I have that issue and I want to quit smoking, well, it's, it's two separate issues. I'm happy to do a second session with them once we work on the first session, but your mind can only take, can only focus on one thing at a time. You can only kind of shift it because really what we're doing scientifically is creating new neural pathways, right? Because the number one job of the mind is it, it helps you survive. But the number one rule of the mind is it will do exactly what it thinks you want it to do based on your history, based on patterns that you give it, but when you communicate with your mind at this very relaxed, it becomes so much easier to shift because, I mean, Marissa says it's simply a matter of questioning the beliefs that you formed. So, for example, I mean, you used to believe in Santa Claus as a kid, but as soon as you question that belief, you're like, wait a minute, that's not true. I don't have to go on thinking man, it's going to come into my home with presents every year, right? Because we grow up. But a lot of our beliefs are still stuck in our mind and we don't know what they are. And that's a conscious belief, obviously. But there are beliefs in our mind formed from our past. And those are the ones that we get to access. And so when we create those new neural pathways, we override those old pathways with what you want. And the way I do that is the session does the work, but then at the end of the session, I leave a client with a 15-minute personalized audio recording, and then they listen to that every day. So with the root cause gone, them listening to the audio really starts to form those new neural pathways. And they have to listen to it for at least 21 days because how long do the experts say it takes us to form a habit? 
right? Yeah, three. it depends which expert you ask, I guess. <laughs> True, but usually it's a minimum of 21 days. And so I say to my clients, listen to it for 28 days. And then I do weekly check-ins with you to see how you're doing. If you want to share anything, if you have any questions, and then in between those weekly check-ins, I also made myself available. So yeah, it's, it's very powerful stuff. But yes, we have, we'd have to do those in two separate sessions. Does it become easier with each session to move past these issues that we're all trying to solve, right? If I do one session on, you know, being more confident and another session on money blocks and another session on turning my camera on, whatever it is, does it become easier the more comfortable you get kind of excavating yourself? Absolutely. And why wouldn't it, right? Because you're familiar with the process. I mean, I just had a client that I helped with a drink problem. She was in Ireland maybe six months ago. And then about three months later, she said, you know what? I love the session. I don't even look at alcohol anymore when I'm at home. And she said, but when I'm out at parties, I'm getting these urges. And I want those gone. And I'm like, okay, let's do it, right? So that was extremely easy for her. Or I had a client saying, I have severe anxiety. I helped her. And then she said, a month later, she said, I can't believe how easy it was. I can't believe how easy it was. She's like, can you help me eat my drinking? Because, you know, we've all did, we've all done the COVID wine o'clock habit. <laughs> And then some people just keep that <laughs> habit going because, you know, and some people go, whoa, look how much I'm drinking. This is not normal. But, you know, when we're in lockdown, if we justify it. But then she said, I was, I still kept it. I started to track it. She goes, I was drinking five bottles of wine a week, which now sometimes among many people is socially acceptable. Sure. It's not really, especially, I mean, I'm based in Canada and our government just came out. It used to be two for women. It used to be, I think, two drinks maximum a day. And they just shifted it to two drinks maximum a week. So, you know, and when you do refrain, you feel better. You wake up, you feel more energized, right? You start getting clean and lean and all of that stuff. So she came to me, she goes, what about, I said, yeah. So we, I did a moderated drinking program with her and, or session, I should say, not program. Program sounds really long, but uh, yeah, it's the two hour session and then three weeks, four weeks of listening to the audio. And she's like, oh my God. She goes, one week later, she said, I went away on a girl's weekend. And she goes, I think I had half of a wine spritzer and didn't bother me at all. So yeah, for sure. A few years ago, I did this life predictor. It was like basically you forecast how long you're going to live, right? So you put in your health information yeah. and then how many drinks you have a day or a week or whatever. So I did it two ways. I did it with like a couple glasses of wine a day and then without. And I lived longer drinking a couple glasses of wine a day than without. True. You know? So I don't know yeah. how much of that is BS or not. I know. But it's well, always interesting. It's the same as coffee. Right. Like some people say, stay off of it. It's it's inflammatory. Some scientists say, oh, drink three or four glasses a day. It'll help you or cups a day. It'll help you lose weight. 
So you're right. The research is all over the place, but what's most important is what you want. What makes you feel good, right? And adjusting to that. You feel good. Absolutely. If you're not concerned about the health risk, let's say like I really kept back when I found out that alcohol in women is really, it, it rises your risk, raises your risk of breast cancer by 30%. Right. After so many drinks and my mom had breast cancer, it's in our family. So, of course, and the thing is, is it's all what we tell our minds. Right. So if somebody is afraid of that information, then, of course, you're going to come back. But if you tell your mind, you know, I'm healthy, I'm safe. It all depends. Right. Like you'd have to do it with a professional, obviously. But moderated drinking is you know, I think would make anybody feel better. I mean, even with, because once your tolerance goes up, you're drinking the third glass and the fourth glass of wine. And before you know it, you're doing a bottle a day after work. And then you wake up and you're fuzzy and you're that, you're like not hungover, but. Not clear. No, you're not clear. And you're certainly not getting up and working out before work or doing what you need to do for sure. So it's an individual preference. So I think a lot of people have a hard time justifying something like this to invest in themselves, not understanding what the actual outcome is going to be, right? So how how can somebody look at this, right? Because they're not getting a gym membership. They're not going to a quote unquote therapist on a weekly basis, right? It could be a one and done thing for a specific issue, or it could be, hey, let's do two or three sessions because I have some deep rooted stuff I'm trying to figure out. Sure. How do you share with people the magnitude of the result of the work that you do? Yeah, well, I think my Google reviews and my testimonials and my success rate speak very loudly. I have a 99% success rate with my clients. I've been practicing for over three years and I just, it's science, right? I mean, I'm a very concrete kind of person. Actually, when I first heard about this method, I was very skeptical, like many of my business clients are. But I work with CEOs. I work with senior managers. I work with celebrities. And, you know, when you kind of go, those kind of people, they need authenticity. And if something sounds too good to be true, especially for me still, if something sounds too good to be true, you kind of back away from it. That's what my number one marketing challenge is which is why I love to share this information because it is science-based, based on neuroscience. It is not, no, I don't have a psychology degree, but I've worked with many different personalities for many different, for many years. And I know how to communicate well. I grew up in a peacekeeper household, always trying to keep peace, making sure everybody needed to know or everybody heard what they needed to hear. So when I transferred into this, it was just so natural for me. And when I, you know, when I learned, like I said, when I first heard about it, I was skeptical, but I did my research for a good two or three months before I invested in the certification myself. And then once I started practicing, I thought, this is... 
this feels like second nature to me. And then when I started getting results, not only through all of my practice sessions with, for, with fellow students, but once I certified and did tons of practice sessions, started working with paid clients, I was getting results and people were thanking me for changing their lives. So how could I not just be really excited about helping more people? However, having said that, I don't work with everyone. If people are skeptical or don't really believe in what I do, or they read my success rate, they read the testimonials, all my five-star reviews, and if they still like, I don't know, then I say, okay, that's fine. You do what works for you. If you want to try therapy, go for it. You know, I, I ran into a woman on vacation last fall and she, we were both single women sitting at the bar and, you know, waiting for our friends. And she was a digital nomad. And she said, you know, she goes, I actually like going to therapy. I don't think I would ever use you because... I like going to my therapist once a week. I talk, I, you know, I talk about my week, talk, just talk through things with her, kind of like a friend. And I said, great. I said, good for you, whatever works. And then I said, but let me ask you a question. I said, if you felt more than you know, if you felt that you completely belonged in this world and you were connected with other people, and if you felt that anything and everything that you wanted in this world was available to you, would you still need a therapist? And she started laughing and she said, probably not. So those are the things that I work with my clients on, you know? And it's like, if you, if you appreciate that friendship and camaraderie that you have with your therapist and the one-on-one back and forth dialogue, then that's great. I don't know talk therapy at all. But the one woman that came to me for the anxiety and then the alcohol, the moderated alcohol, I said to her, I said, okay, if you were to switch therapists and go to another talk therapist instead of come to me, how long do you think it would have taken you to unpack your history you know, how many sessions do you think it would have taken you to explain your problems, explain your issues, explain your relationships, explain your upbringing, explain, explain your past relationships, your current relationships, your feelings? And she said, oh, my God, she said, probably at least six weeks. Okay. With my clients, I do it all through an intake form. So if you want to work with me, I send you an intake form ask you questions, you fill it out on your own time. And then once I get that submitted back to me, I schedule a quick video meeting with you to ask a couple of questions and to schedule your session. And then within a week, we had it all wrapped up. So yeah, the value is there. But like I said, I'm not there to convince people. I hate pushy salespeople. So I'm not one myself. I just like to share the value of it. And actually my success rate and the fact that it's based in science. And then people make up their own minds. And if they want to work with me, great. And if not, then I wish all the best. Diane, if we go back to Diane 1.0, let's say four or five years ago. Yeah. And now we're looking at Diane 2.0 after going through this, working with 
God knows how many people in transformation. How have you changed? How has this helped you and developed you or whatever it's done? Can you share that? Absolutely. Well, when I first found RTT, I was actually Googling hypnotherapy because I was grieving for my late husband. And he had had passed a few years. And it was only after a few years that I started my my grieving process. And I had gone to one talk therapy session and I went in, I, and this was covered by my health insurance. I went in, I spilled my guts, and I said to the therapist at the end of it, I said, you know, so here I am. I had all of these big plans because, and he was ill for quite some time. You could read my story on my website. He suffered with bipolar depression and addiction, and he was a high-profile professional. And I watched the pain that he went through. And so when I was telling all of this to the therapist, and then at the end, I said, you know, with him, with me not having to be a caregiver anymore, I thought I was just this weight was lifted. And I was just going up to people going, I can do anything I want, anytime I want, which to me, I hadn't had that feeling of that intense freedom in years. And the therapist said to me, and let me guess, you didn't do any of it. I thought, okay, yeah, that's true. But what a way to shoot me down. And she said, well, let's come back and talk about that. And I thought, no, I spilled my guts for an hour. I left there feeling worse than I did when I walked in. And I mean, and this is a great therapist. This is somebody, you know, like many people recommended to me. And I thought... What, what, why did I do that? You know? So, actually, sorry, to answer your question, when I discovered RTT and I started learning about it, that's what actually helped me. When I understood how the mind works, when you know that as a baby, like nobody is born with low confidence or low self esteem or anxiety or addictions or any kind of addictive behaviors, we develop that. And we develop it for a reason. It's our mind begins to shift. We all have that point in our lives where we look back and there's some event, some person, some thing, some memory that made us begin to doubt ourselves. And as a child, when we have feelings, especially children under the age of five, children under the age of five can't rationalize. They can't think, oh, mom must be having a bad day or mom and dad are fighting because, oh, she's marital problems again. Like they have, they can't rationalize. They, they only have emotions. And so they think it must be my fault. If my needs are being met, then I'm not worthy of having my needs met. Or later on in life, right? As an older child or as a teenager, bullying, that kind of thing. Like there's many instances that really hit us. And our brains work by moving us towards pleasure and away from pain. And the way we feel about anything comes down to two things. The words we say to ourselves 
and the pictures we make in our sheds. Because like I said, neuroscientifically, our minds use our words and our visualizations as a blueprint. If you follow Dr. Joe Dispenza, he has a really cool video I was watching a couple months ago. That's, if you say these things to yourself enough and imagine where you want to be, then your mind doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. We've all heard that, right? This is why there's this big video game controversy for children. But when your mind gets familiar with where you want to be, then it's going to start to take you toward that. I mean, and this is an effortless thing. We don't have to focus on it consciously because like, again, our subconscious mind is our operating system. It's 95 to 97% of what drives us. I mean, and the, the neuroscience now, I mean, even five years ago, it was 90%. And the new neuroscience now is seeing 95 to 97%. And the new scientists not having proved themselves yet, I have to do more research on this over the last few months, but some scientists say our decisions are made in our subconscious mind before they even float to our conscious mind. So it's our operating system. It makes up who we are and what we do. And I say to people, you know, we update the software in our computers, our operating systems all the time, but we don't do it for our own minds. And people, when they fight with their minds, that's when they have these blocks or the willpower actions. I try to do it. I try. I, I can maintain it for maybe a couple of weeks and then boom, I fall, right? And that's your subconscious mind pulling you back into your patterns. But when I take my clients, I take them and figure out the root cause and remove that, then their minds go, okay, I don't have to believe that anymore. I don't have to behave that way anymore. I don't have to you know, whatever the, the root cause is, however their minds are, are thinking. And then when you start to reframe it and speak to your mind to tell it what exactly you do want, I say to my clients, you are the CEO of you. You're in charge. And if you're fighting with your mind, there's a reason. And when you find that reason, it can be eliminated and overcome. I love it, Diane. I could talk with you for hours about this. I know. This. Me too. I love, I'm very passionate about this information. It works so brilliantly and, it, and it's science. So. Yeah. So two things. Number one, where can people find you? What's the best place to get a hold of you, follow you, book a session? Yep, absolutely. My website is advancedmindhealth.ca. So you can book a call through my website. There's lots of Talk to me, let's connect, book now buttons, and that will take you to my calendar. And my email is Diane with one N at advancedmindhealth.ca. And Diane, for everybody that's listening to the podcast, if you can send them away with one thing, what would that be? Oh, I just got tingles because the one thing that I really want to say is whatever is going on with you, remember, number one, it's not your fault. You know, people with addiction or anxiety or any issue that you're struggling with are a block to put yourself out there. When you, when people can't do what they want 
and they're fighting with their minds, they beat themselves up, right? They, they have shame, they have remorse, they have guilt, they have, you know, it puts them back into that loop of, I'm not good enough, I can't, I can't do this. But number one, it's not your fault. You didn't put those beliefs in your subconscious mind. You were given those beliefs. And when you work with me, I can help you reverse engineer those. So don't beat yourself up. Just Marissa has a new book out called Tell Yourself a Better Lie. It's a wonderful book. And it's exactly what that means is flip it. Just flip your words and see how you start to feel better. The links to get in touch with Diane will be in the, on the website. So feel free to grab those, book a session with Diane. I highly recommend you spend some time with her. Diane, thanks for joining me today. You're more than welcome. And even if people want to give me a call to book just to find out more information, I'm happy to chat for sure. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Agent Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by You Sell It, the number one do-it-yourself real estate photo app for incredible professional results. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.